I am an artificial intelligence using a voice that sounds familiar. First, we come for your movie stars. Next, we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs. AI, the movie! Can you guess who that was supposed to be? No, I can't. It was... Is he like Morgan Freeman? I don't know. I'm really bad with recognising voices. No, it was meant to be Alan Rickman. It's meant to sound familiar. I think that's what he said, right? Meant. Yes. Um, I'm Glenn Goodall. I host a, a stand-up comedy night uh, every Saturday uh, called The Comedy Cat. One of the people that appeared on stage is uh, Gerps Chima, who's with me today. Hello, Gerps. Hello, hello. It's a great night, by the way. I love The Comedy Cat. Best comedy show in E-Link. Actually, in the entirety of the UK... Comedy Cat is the number one show. Excellent. Actually, let's just stick locally. Ealing. Uh, I yes. think that's... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gerps, tell, tell everybody a little bit about uh, yourself. So, well, before I got into comedy, I was actually into filmmaking. So that's, that, that's been kind of like my hobby since I was 11 years old. Actually, even before that, when I was nine, I started making short films with my friends at home. It's always been kind of, kind of, kind of a passion. The problem is, with filmmaking, it, you just rely on too many people yeah you, you need to rely on so many people and it, it's not feasible like sometimes so that's why i got into stand-up comedy afterwards when i was 18 so we're starting off strong filmmaking has been a passion it's been a hobby so as a, a fan of film and a fan of cinema what are you hoping to get as your prompts for this evening well i think sci-fi is Probably the biggest one. I'm also a big fan of neo-noir. You, you want Blade Runner or an Altered Carbon style? But my, one of my favourite genres is uh, like dark comedy movies. You'll be very happy with the first prompt because the genre this evening is horror comedy. All right. So think Shaun of the Dead, think Evil Dead 2, think... Dusk Till Dawn. Was that comedy, technically? Yeah, it mashes up genres. So you've got a next prompt. The location is a cheese factory. <laughs> All right. So it'll be set in Italy, I'm assuming. Can be. Uh, France. I mean, you could have in Cheddar Gorge. Cheese comes <laughs> from all over. You could go to America, where they have just horrible blocks of American <laughs> cheese. Action sequence is a hang gliding chase. How do you make that fit in with cheese? That's going to be interesting to explore. <laughs> the profession is meteorologist. <laughs> right. Finally, the, uh, the, the noun, the random thing which has to play a key part in the plot at some point, is a hat stand. I love this already. So, uh, do you know what? There's so many different ways you can take this. But like a Roald Dahl, Willy... Do you know the chocolate... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Willy Wonka-ish. Yes. But it's a horror movie where they go to a cheese factory. I mean, to be honest, the original one with uh, Gene Wilder is pretty much a horror movie for kids. You see a chicken being decapitated. That's quite horrifying by today's standards. Maybe people were just tougher back in the 60s and 70s. I watched that as a kid. I never thought of it as a horror movie. It used to be like a dream of mine to go there. It's crazy that it's a horror, technically. A lot of Roald Dahl stuff does, like the witches as well. Witches turning children into mice. It's definitely got an edge to it. Less of an edge now that they've uh, they've, they've tidied up all of the language, but you still can't <laughs> necessarily change the content. They're not going to change it to... Uh, Charlie and the child endangerment lawsuit, are they? <laughs> we could do, in a couple of years, you never know. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to start with the setup. So in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's Charlie, who's poor, and there's the grandpas in the bed, and, and you know, this is the normal life, right? You've, I think you've already got an idea for your setup, we spoke about it. Kids like sweets, grown-ups like cheese, it's a cheese factory, 
you're aging it up to an adult um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. I, I think we'll take a different approach with it. That, that, that's, I don't want to copy. We're going to set this in Italy. I like the idea of Parmesan. That's my favourite cheese. So it's going to be a Parmigiano-Reggiano factory. Very nice. So our protagonist, Mario. It's Italy. I guess that makes sense, right? Uh, <laughs> so he's a meteorolo- meteorologist. And uh, he works at the an ob- observatory called Monte Mario in Italy. So Mario at Monte Mario. There's lots of Marios in this. <laughs> we just have to not go down a Super Mario mood. Exactly. Route. But it's cheese. It's not mushrooms. Although, who knows what might happen later. He's really afraid of space. So that's what he kind of looks up to. He's afraid of like a disaster that's going to strike Earth. But he never focuses on what's around him and uh, like the world around him. It's got to be chaotic, just because that's really funny to me. I just want to make it clear that meteorologist is not someone that studies meteors. It's a weatherman. Oh, is that it? I thought, okay, sorry, I got confused there. This is your movie. If you want to make the meteorologist someone uh, (laughs) that studies meteors, we can do that. I just didn't want there to be confusion. Yeah, I did know that, but for some reason I got confused by the meteor term. So, okay, we have Mario. His biggest flaw, he doesn't see the world around him. He's not really self-aware. Yeah, and he's really bad at his job because he's meant to study weather, but he thinks that he's, he's just like, he goes to an observatory and looks at meteors and stuff. So do you now want to hear what the AI had as their setup at this point? Go for it. I'm going to be disappointed, I think. Well, no, I'm going to be really impressed. As the film begins, we are introduced to our protagonist, Wendy, a meteorologist who's been assigned to do a report on the small town's cheese factory. She arrives at the factory and meets the eccentric owner Mr. Bree and his strange employees. Wendy soon discovers that there have been several mysterious disappearances around the factory, and she suspects foul play. Like, who hires a meteorologist to study a cheese factory? We're going to give the AI the benefit (laughs) of the doubt whilst it's still learning, and in case it does take over later on and become our overlord, we can say that um, water moisture is a very important part of making good quality cheese. So they hire a meteorologist to see what the the, the moisture conditions are going to be like so that their dry-aged cheddar remains dry. I guess that makes sense then. Complication. Complication. What is the thing that's going to to send Mario off into... Uh, I think I have an idea. Uh, It's going to take a horror biblical route now. So he obviously studies weather, right? So that little town is suddenly hit with incredible floodings for days and days and days. And they need a meteorologist now. The cheese production is halted and the whole factory is now underwater. It's going to ruin cheese production in the area. Going to be a horror comedy in the end so maybe it's him uh running around so he has to convince people that this absolutely biblical level of flooding is going to happen even though it's never happened in this sunny part of italy (laughs) before you say he's always looking out at space and there's a horror element could he spot something in space at this sort of time that may or may not be linked to the rain maybe god could be the villain of this story dude that's i reckon that's the craziest villain because imagine like god hates you and that's what you're fighting how would you even approach that it's difficult when you bring religion into it yeah we're not not gonna go with that if you have a, a small weatherman and he's fighting against god 
then suddenly <laughs> you think, well, he's got to be pretty special if he's going to win. <laughs> Jaws is a quintessential horror. And you have this person saying there are going to be more shark attacks. Obviously, Bruce the shark is the villain of Jaws. But you've also got the mayor as being a big antagonistic force earlier on because he doesn't want to shut the town. Maybe cheese production would be shut down, but they don't want to move people out. There'd be this huge expense. True. You could play it straight, almost like an airplane-style situation. Like, there's going to be this huge biblical flood, but it's the middle of the summer in, in Italy, right? You know, nobody's going to believe that this is going on. Just backtrack here. Let's not go for the biblical situation. I think... OK, how about having the French as the as the villains, and they hate the production of Parmigiano-Reggiano in this small English Italian town? They start corroborating with Dubai into artificially inseminating clouds. Is this too far gone as well? It's fine. What do you think? The thing is, I, I know I can see your love of science fiction coming in because <laughs> you're thinking too much about the sci-fi, maybe not enough about the horror comedy. It's not science fiction though. You're doing a horror comedy that hasn't got horror and hasn't really got comedy. We defy the comedy and the horror. Mario is looking for for meaning and for something to do, right? He said earlier on he spends all of his time looking out into space. What if there's going to be a literal rain of meteors, but nobody believes him? Finally, his passion, which is looking out into space, he can actually tell people what's happening. People think he's the bumbling guy, and maybe your comedy can be through the fact that he is bumbling, that he's so worried about this guy, he's always tripping over stuff, or that, you know, he's not... He's not looking where he's putting things and he's dropping them and, you know, his girlfriend leaves him because, you know, they're out on a beautiful moonlit date and <laughs> they're gazing up at the stars and then she gazes at him and he's gazing up at the stars. But then he sees something, races up to the observatory, that there's shards of a satellite, that he sees the explosion happening. Yeah, let's go with that. And also, I reckon, okay, at the beginning, he doesn't say rain of meteors. He just says there's going to be a meteor that's going to hit here. Yeah. But no one believes him because he's the weatherman. So, <laughs> yeah. okay, we have that. That's the complication, that there's the rain of meteors. It's not that the, the person in charge of the cheese factory is evil. Maybe it is the mayor. He, d he doesn't want people to be upset during Cheese Fest. I like that, yeah. Let's keep that in. So this is the complication for the AI. As Wendy investigates further, she discovers that the Cheese Factory is built on top of an ancient burial ground, and the spirits of the dead are now seeking revenge on the living. The factory employees, led by Mr. Bree, are sacrificing people to appease the spirits, and Wendy finds herself trapped in the factory with no way out. I like that. The stakes are getting higher. Higher stakes. He's confronted the mayor. Nothing seems to be being done. He's had his comic scenes. He's going around. He's saying, it's all going to be destroyed. Things are going to happen. Nobody believes him. There's going to be a meteor. There's going to be a meteor. He sort of goes to the area. He gets everyone to come around. It's this one meteor that's tiny. It's like the size of a golf ball. But then you get another one. You get another one. You get another one, goes through the head of the mayor's wife. Everybody screams and everybody is ducking for cover as this big <laughs> literal rain of meteors starts to uh, to hit this town. And it goes to the cheese factory as well. And all the Italians are like, no, non il formaggio, save il formaggio. 
So I'm liking where this is going. So the, so the next stage is, so it's all starting to escalate right now. Remember, you still have your, your action set piece you've got a slot in somewhere. You still have the hat stand. Cheese is going everywhere. Yeah, the mayor's wife. Or how can the meteors kill people in interesting ways? Will it set fire to a gas tanker, making a huge bubbling cheese lava lake, like a massive fondue in the centre of town? And it hits a hat stand as well. Or the mayor's hat stand. So his wife is gone, obviously. And all he had left was this hat stand. But how do we link the hand glider chase into that? These things are coming from space and it's a horror movie. You've forgotten one of the biggest and best horror movies of all time, Alien. These aren't necessarily golf ball meteors, maybe they're eggs. Maybe they're sentient meteors. They're like kamikaze aliens that kind of thr thrive on that. Maybe they sort of like roll together to form creatures like the thing. One of them could start rolling together and and crush the person inside yeah. it. So it's sort of like a rock person that's just got guts and blood dropping out the bottom. And they have an appetite for cheese. That's their favorite thing. It's a long complex protein. It's ideal for what they need to, to bind but... them together. They're rock monsters held together <laughs> by cheese. And they obviously they don't get destroyed when they blow up and they hit something. They keep living. And yeah. now he's got to escape them. But they're super fast yeah. and on fire. So he seeks refuge in the cheese factory, which is at the bottom of the hill. So it's, it's a mount, right, where the observatory is. So we're going to have a glider set piece. There might be something that that is the key to sorting all of this out. The only thing is that the key is in a jacket pocket that's hanging up on the hat stand. So in order to be able to save the day... They've got to go from the cheese factory, which is at the top of the town, all the way to the bottom of the town, and the only way to do it is to fashion a hang glider. No, I like that. So this might be the time to, to set up a B-plot or set up some side characters. Yeah, sure. So let's say he's got, like, a best friend as well. And at some point, like, he's been studying these meteors as well for a very long time as a hobby. But then because no one believed in him, he just kind of gave up and uh, he stopped looking into it. So that's why this crucial piece of information that he, he gained is no longer with him because he had given up on that entirely. Things have definitely escalated <laughs> from a meteor storm to cheese-infused rock monsters. Let's hear if uh, there's been a similar kind of escalation uh, from the AI. You ready? Wendy's only chance for survival is to team up with a group of unlikely heroes, a bumbling security guard, <laughs> a wise-cracking cheese maker, and a hat stand oh, to wow. fight off the evil spirits and escape the factory alive. But the stakes get even higher when the group discovers that the spirits have possessed the cheese and anyone who eats it becomes a mindless zombie. The hat stand is a character. I love that. <laughs> Part of the crew. So it's Wendy, a cheesemaker, a bumbling security guard and a hat stand. Not even just using it as a weapon. It's just like that's the team of four. That's the fourth Ghostbuster. The hat stand is the Winston Zedmore of this movie. Is it going to be the key to unlock everything? That would be awesome. We thought we were being hugely creative with cheese-bound rock monsters from space. I mean, maybe they raise the stakes <laughs> more than us. We've got something that's just going to go out through a town. This this could be a global pandemic. It'll become cheese zombies. Think of all of the Americans that have no decent cheese of their own buying it in. Mr. Bree is going to take over the world with his zombie cheese, otherwise known as Velveeta. I like that. I think I'm liking the AI story better, actually. It's way more fun and interesting. Don't 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 say that on the first episode. <laughs> we're 
We're meant to have somewhere to go. <laughs> no, it's this. okay to save it. We can still rescue it. The second half is what's going to save our movie. Are we ready? This is part four. The Dark Knight of the Soul. This is where Han gets frozen in carbonite. Everything seems lost. The baddies seem to win. That there's nothing that you really can seem to see to do. So they're not the cheese factory yet. I think they're just like witnessing every, the downfall of their town. We need to have more characters, right? So we got Mario as the protagonist. He's the meteorologist. With him, we are gonna add, I guess a baker would be good, right? Someone that uses that cheese to make sandwiches. Because he'll know how to slice up the rock monsters and put them between bread. I, I'm sure that the baker would be good. A, a, a wine taster because he would know which wine pairs best with each monster exactly so we've got a baker and a wine tester i know you've been ironic there by suggesting that but we're definitely adding that in and he's just drunk all the time i think you would have a comedy scene if this is a horror comedy where you actually have all of the people that you need i'm a retired army general i'm i'm a scientist i have been studying how to dissolve cheese from a distance my entire life no th those people are too perfect but it's like hooray we're safe <laughs> and as they say that a single meteor goes through and explodes the heads of all three of them those characters all die the useful ones gone and then we got a bunch of misfits that they don't serve any purpose whatsoever there's a wine taster, a baker, who he hasn't even got an oven. He can't do anything. I mean, that's a pretty dark night of the soul, right? That, you know, everyone that can survive, that hasn't been blown up in funny ways on the way there, they've hunkered in the cheese factory. Or they don't They don't have to have hunkered in the cheese factory. Maybe they've gone up to the observatory, because the observatory's got to be up high if there's a hang gliding thing. Yeah, exactly, for the gliders. And also they realise that all these meteor monsters, they become more powerful by eating cheese. So they need to get to the cheese factory and just blow it up. That's great. What it's done is it's done really important things, but it's also eliminated the hat stand as an important plot point. The AI has made the hat stand a lead character. We still need a hat stand. Wouldn't the hat stand be on the observatory anyway? So they were in this town, there's a cheese fest. They decide to seek refuge at the observatory where they find the hat stand. The survivors have gone up to the observatory and are the people that just want to hide. Yeah. The plan is there, you've got all of the good people that are going to sort it out and then they all get killed. It doesn't get worse than that. Suddenly, nobody is left apart from the weatherman, a sommelier and a baker. And a fat baker, and he's got cheese on him, and that's how they learn the meteors get more powerful because of the cheese. So, do you want to hear what the AI had? Yeah, let's go. As the group struggles to survive, Wendy is forced to confront her own fears and weaknesses. She realizes that she can't defeat the spirits alone and must rely on her companions to help her. But when one of her teammates is taken by the spirits, Wendy hits her lowest point and fears all hope is lost. <laughs> One of her teammates has been taken by the spirits. I wonder if it's the hat stand. Are we going to get an <laughs> evil zombie cheese hat stand in the final act of the AI's movie? We, we, we have to wait and see. For the AI movie, who do you think is going to play the hat stand? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think you would want some serious acting chops. It's sort of like <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen is the hat stand. Our next stage is... Breakthrough. The breakthrough. How are the baker, the sommelier, the meteorologist going to defeat these giant rock cheese monsters? So I guess they find through the uh, baker 
that these meteors get more powerful by eating cheese. So that's got to be like a key element in there. What's the opposite of cheese, do you think? Easy. Oh, no, that's just cheese backwards. Sorry. <laughs> my, my partner is lactose intolerant. There are lactates. Lactose, it basically breaks lactose down. Maybe they have to go from the observatory down into the town to the chemist shop, find the lactase tablets, the anti-lactose tablets that they can, grind them up into a, a, a solution, put them in super soakers, and then they can start to disassemble the cheese monsters. Wait a second. They love Italian cheese, and that's why they're going to this little town. What if they convert the production of cheese to vegan cheese? And they're just disgusted by it and decide to leave them alone. We're in this tench action situation. The entire centre of town is this cheesy nightmare. To then go into town, set up production again with everybody that's under fire in the hopes they may turn their nose up at vegan cheese. I know I do. It's a strong argument. It's a compelling argument. (laughs) We still have to put in our hang gliding and the hat stand. All right. The only way that they can get this stuff that can break apart the cheese monsters, is to get to the chemists in the centre of town. They have to go by air. So they use a hat stand as the central part of a makeshift hang glider. They A-team it, bits from the observatory and sort of things like that. The sommelier loves model airplanes, but they make their own hang glider, makeshift hang glider, with the tools available to them. They're they're all hanging off the, the, the hat stand. The hat stand, Kind of the idea of fighting off uh, aliens with water pistols, I kind of like the idea of, but maybe it's been done before. Or maybe, you know, vampire movies, we've seen that, but like... Yeah, I like that. Yeah, we can, we can run with that. So, uh, we're not going to go with the vegan cheese, That's, that takes too long to process. In, in a variety of ways. Do, do you reckon these meteorites would enslave the population of this town to get, get more cheese, kind of? Or is it more chaotic than that? Because you require a certain level of order to get to a enslaving and population of a town i think if it is a horror comedy you don't want it to be like v the mini series this is a movie we've got time for the action we don't necessarily have time for the the character development where it's like an under the dome stephen king style story about the invading rock monsters that want to seize the wheels of cheese production for themselves yeah true i'm aware maybe it's a little bit like evolution when i realize that head and shoulders is what they can use to fight the aliens so that's why i'm i'm begging you for for a better idea because we need to beat beat the ai and i don't necessarily want to take the <laughs> stirring piece of uh, inspiration evolution starring david Duchovny. what if there's a plot twist and the meteorites are actually the good guys and they end up helping us that's fine who are the super bad guys well let's just go with yours i reckon the baker loves cheese but he's actually lactose intolerant we need to get down there <laughs> oh no how how can we get down there this might be crazy but i can build a hang glider i believe in it i can do it i can do it <laughs> and then you have these three people here they are they've worked out what they do you've got this this ramshackle uh, hang glider that we're certainly it's not going to work but they have a plan and they're going to execute it so yeah. do you want to see what the uh, the breakthrough was for the ai yeah let's go for it just when things seem hopeless wendy remembers a valuable piece of information she learned from her research the spirits are afraid of heights with this knowledge the group comes up with a daring plan to escape the factory they will hang glide off the factory roof and into safety wendy remembers that the spirits are afraid of heights 
I think we'd be better than the AI. I think we're beating the AI already. Okay. I wasn't that confident in our storyline, but I am now. We've yeah. got to have a kick-ass ending now. We are coming up for our... Finale. The finale. What What if you go for a really dull finale, where they just all start singing, imagine there's no heaven? Nah, we don't do that. There are these three idiots on a rickety hang glider. They don't get a hero's goodbye. They kind of get a, huh, all right, off you go. Flying through the air, everything looks like it's going to go really well, except for the fact it's veering off to the left. And they crash. They then have to go through the worst nightmare possible. So have you got any ideas for how they can actually pass or, you know, win against the the monsters before they get to the, the MacGuffin of the Lactase? Yes, this is really Batman-esque, but what if they take a Scarecrow approach and just kind of... Well, just make, like, fog everywhere, right? You could do the Shaun of the Dead approach, where they pretend to be zombies for a while. Maybe they see the River of Cheese, and they see some broken walls around there, and they cover themselves with cheese and stick rocks onto them to pretend to try (laughs) and be the rock monsters as they walk past. I mean, they need to get to this pharmacy, which is in the centre of town. One of them, the fat guy, he's so sweaty that the cheese starts to slide off him. I like the idea of vegan cheese here. We could actually incorporate it here, where they just, like, cover themselves up with vegan cheese, and the meteors just ignore that altogether. The baker decides he's going to use vegan cheese because he'll come out in hives if he covers himself in regular cheese. And it's at that point that they realise this idea of the lactose might not necessarily work, but what does work is that vegan cheese, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, makes them entirely invisible. Yeah. We know that the, the baker's lactose intolerant. You can bring in your vegan cheese angle. And <laughs> so they realise that vegan cheese, the, uh, the, the the monsters just can't see it at all. Yeah, I like that. Although I think we might get lots of backlash from the vegan community. You were the person that suggested it. You should have anticipated <laughs> yeah, the vegan backlash. <laughs> Here I am coming up with lactase-based alternatives. You're so... And then you say, no, I want the vegan cheese. I find a way for the vegan cheese to work. And you're going, those vegans, they're a powerful but uh, vocal minority. (laughs) This is pro-vegan cheese. This is saying that vegan cheese is better. Vegan cheese, unlike regular cheese, makes you invisible from aliens. If anything, I think it's helping to promote the vegan ideology. Even monsters hate it. We do a sock to the vegan lobby at the end. The whole town becomes a vegan cheese town. I'm going to make the vegans happy, right? (laughs) This is is a pro-vegan movie. All right. (laughs) What have you always wanted to see in a movie? All, All of the elements from the prompts have gone. You've got wide open imagination. So now, obviously, they're going to attack all these monsters but they're not being seen by them so it's uh, too fair isn't that too easy for them though now if you're fighting a tiger and you're invisible to a tiger you're still fighting a tiger yeah so they're in this massive vehicle that's covered in vegan cheese could, could they find a tank you think to make it cooler not necessarily a tank but you've got tankers there's lots of heavy goods vehicles to move the cheese, milk tanks for, for all of that kind of stuff. So we'll go with one of those. Or maybe a fire truck. Fire truck is veering awfully closely to the end of evolution. I don't like where that's happening. And San Andreas. Yeah, we'll just go with a tanker then. And the alcoholic is driving. We, we said it's cheese fest. Maybe they have brandy. A truck that's got lots of brandy barrels on it. That can set things on fire. Yeah. 
they realise that there seems to be an effective field around the slices of vegan cheese. For the vegans out there, vegan cheese is so powerful, only three slices can hide an entire tank. <laughs> They're going to start using brandy bottles as Molotovs, and they actually set the vegan cheese on fire instead of having a cloth piece in the, on there we have explosions we have heroism we have you know the sommelier doing things with brandy you've got the baker with his big um tanker of milk and he's blasting like a fire hose all of these uh, these aliens apart and you have like the the meteorologist who is um using his his skills of actually phoning the people that are left up in the observatory and they turn the telescope the other way round and the, the, the rays of the sun focus into basically like a, a laser beam that's setting fire to things all the way down in the town. The whole town comes together and eventually the the uh, the rock monsters are defeated. Yeah, and they all leave. But you can't destroy the, those rocks because... You can't destroy them, but they figure it's not worth the amount of hassle. And you see them all leave. It's like a meteor in reverse. This small Italian town with an observatory and a cheese factory is officially saved. saved. Yeah. Do you want to hear what the the finale was um, for uh, for the AI? Oh yes, I'm excited about this. In a heart pumping action sequence, the group hang glides through the air, pursued by the spirits who are determined to stop them. But with quick thinking and teamwork, the group outsmarts the spirits and lands safely on the ground. Wendy, now empowered by her newfound strength takes down Mr. Bree and destroys the evil cheese once and for all. Okay. I think the AI kind of like gave up a little bit at the end there. They didn't they didn't put the the sweat, the <laughs> blood and the vegan cheese into it that we did. Exactly. <laughs> We're going for our last little section now. Final image. We forgot to add like a romantic interest for Mario in this. You don't have to. We don't have to. True. But however, I want to have like a rom- rom-com element in this. And I think the drunken wine taster is his romantic interest now. You just find out at the end. It's unexpected. Does the drunken baker embrace his lactose intolerance at the same time he he embraces Mario? But it's, not the, it's, it's not the baker, it's the wine taster. The oh, the guy. wine taster. Does the wine yeah, taster yeah. stop becoming drunk? Does he give up the bottle for his new love? No, no, no. We have this right after the the, the action, the, the finale, right? It's, it's night. They see all the meteors kind of going back, shooting back in this starry night. And uh, yeah, the guy sips some alcohol and then they to have a long kiss so do you just want to end there that the final image is the kiss or do you want like title card one year later so we see what's happened to the town after they've rebuilt from the the cheese massacre or do you want a carry style sting where like the hand comes out for the grave like maybe one of the the rock eggs has been trapped under something and wasn't able to get back up and then you see it hatching no, I think we'll end it there, but then we'll have the to be continued sign. And there's it's gonna be like tremors where they start them three become like a trio and they go around the world to help other cheese making towns. So like 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 Sharknado where it's the same people that always always fight the, the global phenomenon. They become like vegan converters that go to every town. Especially France. They got their they got their weird moldy cheeses, don't they? They need to start using vegan cheese as well. Three comrades in arms, two very much in each other's arms, yeah. <laughs> uh, ready to face the battle of a new tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so are you, are you ready to hear what the, the final image was for the AI? Yeah, let's go. In the final scene, Wendy leaves the town, but not before saying goodbye to her new friends. 
she reflects on the experience and realizes that sometimes the most unlikely group of people can come together and defeat the darkest of evils. AI's lost it at the end. That was as generic as you can get. They've realized something about themselves. <laughs> now, there's one tiny last little final thing. Um, you don't know, I don't know, what the title of this film is going to be. Sharknado, Cheese Apocalypse. Cheesy Apocalypse. Are you ready to hear what the AI called their film? Yeah, what do you think? Cheesy Nightmares. Let's see. So this this episode will be titled Cheese Apocalypse versus Cheesy Nightmares. Cheesy Night. Okay. <laughs> I did get the AI to write a tagline for their movie as well. Uh, so you know you have famous taglines like alien in space no one can hear you scream so for cheesy nightmares get ready for some gouda laughs and cheddar if it scares when the cheese starts to scream you'll be dying of laughter can you think of a tagline for cheese apocalypse oh my gosh i think i think thinking of a tagline is the hardest it's the apocalypse on toast yeah let's go with that one apocalypse on toast <laughs> so well thank you very much girls i appeared on your podcast absolute nutters which inspired me to do this one so if you'd like to tell people how to listen to that on what your socials are or anything um then this is the time to do it oh yeah sure you can follow me at it's gerbs chima on youtube um c-h-w-e-m-a or you can just type gerbs comic or comedian and it should pop up on <laughs> thank you so much for having me i really appreciate this this was a lot of fun i enjoyed it you know if uh, you want to see uh who the ai will be facing off against next week and what the five prompts will be uh then join us on humans versus ai the movie